0: you.
1: Everybody, welcome in to another week of the Coke Brothers. I'm joined here by Mr. Mike. Mike, how are you doing today? Doing good. How you doing, man? Doing very, very well. Thank you. Of course, I am Taylor. We are the Kofi Brothers, ready to bring you another edition. Uh, this one's going to be a little bit shorter. If we're uh, being honest with each other, I was just uh, at your house a few hours ago. My computer had a major malfunction, and you are my tech guy, so I had to go down there do that. Of course, that ate up a lot of our uh, time during our recording day, and we both go back to work and all that good stuff tomorrow. So this one's going to be a little bit shorter, folks, uh, but doesn't mean it's not going to be a good topic. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on in the world. Matter of fact, we were planning on talking about guns and uh, the events that happened in Kenosha, Washington, or excuse me, Kenosha, Wisconsin, excuse me, and uh, that kind of stuff. But to be honest with you, we've got a topic that's just as important, but is not quite as heavy as what's been going on, Uh, really feel that we don't have all the facts and everything from what's going on up there as of right now. So we're going to kind of kind of let that one go for right now. But what we are going to talk about is the Electoral College and how your vote this November uh, is actually counted in things that are done with your vote. So, uh, Mike, I am kind of interested. Can you tell me what you know about the Electoral College, you know, whether it's a lot or a little, just kind of what do you know about basically the Electoral College here in this country?
0: Uh, I wouldn't say I'm very, extremely knowledgeable, but I I feel like I have a fair grasp of understanding of how it works. Where basically we <clears throat> elect, um, what is it, senator? What is the senators or not senators, but uh, the people in the electoral college? Um, They're
1: called electors. Senate. Yes, sir.
0: Electors. Mm-hmm. Those are voted in per state. So the people we vote those people in, and those. People, they based on their state, their region have uh, a weighted vote that counts for, you know, this, you know, counts for how many votes, you know. So it's not like everyone just has a single vote. It's based on size or population and also what, you know, to make things fair between various states. And those people actually, they vote on president and that's who's actually selected and They're supposed to, you know, you elect them in and they're supposed to go off of, you know, you expect them to vote for the popular vote. So, you know, this state, you know, hey, this blue state, red state, they expect you, you know, they're expected to kind of vote how their district or their state is, you know, majority lean to, but are not required to. They can freely vote actually either way they want to. And that's who actually decides president, not the popular vote correct
1: yeah so you've got a you've got a pretty fair grasp of, uh, of what the electoral college does um there's a couple of little nuances and things there that a lot of people don't know and to be honest with you until i've started looking into it somewhat recently and i'm not um the reason why this one's going to be a little bit shorter as well is because i don't I have a a mass knowledge on the electoral college. But I, as I've been kind of researching it and going through it, I don't want to speak on anything I don't know about, obviously. Uh, so that's why I'm going to keep it kind of short. But there's been a couple of things that have really stuck out to me, and I kind of want to bring that out to people. Now, I know that's not, uh, we've all heard of the Electoral College. We all know kind of what you laid down is really interesting because until a couple of days ago, that's really all I knew about the Electoral College as well. I think that's kind of a common knowledge of Electoral College. Uh, Mike, did you know that the population of Wyoming is 578,000. Okay. So 578,000 people live in Wyoming. The city of Dallas in Texas has 1.345 million people in the, in the county and the surrounding area there. So you're talking about one city in Texas. Now, of course, it's a mega city has more population than all of Wyoming. But, Mike, whenever you get into it, the way that the Electoral College breaks down, Wyoming actually has the strongest vote in the Electoral College.
0: And that that doesn't really sound fair, not to the people.
1: (laughs) No, no, it's interesting because – so the (laughs) rule is that each state has at least three votes – So no matter how small your population is, you actually have three votes. Um, This, of course, in all fairness for small states that need to be represented, of course, that is going to be uh, necessary. You know what I mean? There's got to be some kind of minimum threshold Uh, Because you know, if you can't, what if there was a state out there? Now there isn't any states, but if there was a state out there that couldn't even meet the minimum threshold, uh, you know, they would have to be able to get at least one vote. So that's that's a uh, what are you trying? Double edged sword there because you give immense power to these states that have a very very small population and that really don't represent. Like Wyoming is a place unlike anywhere else really in the united states you know well and of course geographically with the different textures and landscapes and all that kind of stuff, but also in just the fact of how small it is. I mean, it's really like Wyoming and Montana are really the only states that I can think of, uh, you know, within the, the continental U S that have just such sparse population that it's, um, you know, like I said, a lot of cities in other states have a higher population, these full states. So it's a interesting conundrum there. And the, the issue gets to be is that they're the ideology of these places can really be pressed out upon other places, even though it is a smaller voting class, like the fact that Wyoming has uh, three electoral college votes. Now, these uh, statistics that I'm pulling from right now are from the conversation.com. That will be linked in the episode notes. So if you wanna go and look at these notes for yourself, but Wyoming with their three electoral college votes, that gives them a vote weight of 2.97%. and. Uh, What that means is the voting weight is the um, the amount of the least amount of people that count per that vote. And I know it sounds weird to say the voting weight, but it just means that whoever votes in that state that so whoever votes in Wyoming their votes count so much more because there's not as many different people there's not as many electors within their state so they kind of have to go more along with what their guys are saying there's not as much of a like if if uh, Wyoming votes you know 70% for Donald Trump well Realistically, you're probably going to get all three of those electoral votes that are going to go to Donald Trump. Whereas if you're in a state like California, and let me double check to make sure I have their amount of votes correct. Their amount of votes is going to be 55. So if you have 70% Trump, well, guess what? That leaves you, you know, you could have 40% of, or 40 of these electoral guys vote for Trump, whereas another 15 would vote for, you know, Hillary or Biden or whoever it was. So that's where the strength comes from, because you can take an entire state from these small guys. And if you can take these small states and get all three of those votes, that is a big power. That is a full state that is one um, with no division whatsoever. So that's how you see a lot of times that the popular vote will be um not what the electoral college does matter of fact it just happened in the 2016 vote where you know hillary clinton actually won the popular vote but donald trump uh was able to go on and win it now there's also some other things we're going to talk about that were factors in that but just the fact that these um these little states whenever you start adding them all up and then you add in the totals that you get from the bigger states because they're going to have a split population uh, that's where it can really start to fall off that's why you hear these swing states that's what these swing states and everything are is trying to get that entire state to vote for you because it cuts off supply from the others because you know if you have 50 to 60% in one state like Wyoming that only has three, well, then you're going to get maybe two Trump votes and then also a Hillary. So it's all about getting a state completely away, these smaller swing states away from voting to one side. So that's why you see a lot of uh, political... Uh, money and that kind of stuff added into these kind of states with the political campaigns and things because they become so important because you can literally squeeze the life out of your opponent by taking these
0: they're they're pretty much just gathering up the smaller pools i mean that's what it is there's a smaller population there's a smaller pool of voters so it's you know all right let me it's easier to cater or to uh win over a smaller pool because i mean you just don't have – there's not as much room for diversity just because it's it's a smaller pool. So when you get – you're winning over all these smaller pools and, you know, when you gather those up, you know, you outweigh in the bigger pool. And you're not fighting uh, – you know, you're not fighting the, with the bigger states trying to win over a ton of people. Like if you're trying to win Texas, you're trying to win over millions of people. I, I, Wyoming – I I just got to win over 500,000 people or not even that. But like, you know, if I can win over, if I can, you know, get 300,000 people to vote my way or like vote for me or support me, I mean, you've got majority of the state.
1: Right. And you see, that's a that's a good way. Like, you know, here in the great state of Texas, um, you know, if things were 50 50, we have a total, excuse me, of. Dead I just had it in front of me. I apologize, guys. Let's see. So Texas, that's what it was. 38. So we had a total of 38. So if we're, uh, you know, if Texas, it's usually got a little bit of a a right lean to it, but it's usually not way too much. So say, you know, Texas, it was 55% Republican voters and then 45% uh, Democratic voters. That means you're going to get, you know, what is uh, about 20, you know, 19 to 20 votes of the electoral college that are going to go to the Republican side, whereas then you're going to get, you know, 18 that go to the Democratic side. So that's where those three votes from Wyoming become so important because you can separate, you can move. You know, if you're on the Democratic side, you want those three votes because if you're at 18 and the Republicans are at 20, well, hey, if you can get that whole state to vote for you, because if you can convince a smaller population of 578 people that you're the right candidate for the job and you can get a 70 to 80% approval rating out there. Well, guess what? Now you just took all three of those points and 21 beats 20 in any, uh, in any blackjack game I've ever been in.
0: Yeah. It, and it, yeah, it's just a smaller pool. I mean, it makes sense. Like, I mean, in, in the bigger States and everything, I mean, there's going to be so much news and everything out there. Like I feel yeah, it makes it, like, if, you know, you're telling me, like, hey, you know, you're trying to get elected, like, yeah, it'd be a lot easier to go, uh, yeah, we'll still campaign everywhere else, but, man, you know, if we could kind of focus in on a couple of these smaller states and win those over, then all I have to do is kind of, like, go marginal near, like, the other states, or, like, you know, if I can get, you know, not even majority, but if I can get a good chunk of it, or if I can go 50-50, I can go 50-50 in all these other states, and then win over a couple of small states that's all i need to put me over the pers- other candidate and pull off a, a get the win
1: right Right. And that's why, you know, uh, to bring up an old name within the election there for, you know, within the running there for a little bit, you know, that's why a lot of people were just so confused about Michael Bloomberg and the what he was doing for advertising. Like, of course, as we know, the Democratic elect is Joe Biden. And Mike, we both live in Texas. Did you see any Biden advertising whenever there was Bloomberg advertising? I didn't see Trump. I didn't see anybody. And that's what was so weird about it is that, You know that's what makes it so the the political advertising and the mudsling and all that kind of stuff that goes on. That's what makes it so effective in these different areas. Because if you're trying to convince a, you know, anytime you can get more minds and more thoughts and ideas out there, it's going to be a more diverse and ethnor what am I trying to say? A more diverse and well-rounded type group in the group think, you know, if you get to a smaller population, you know, I I have a, I'm telling you, if I'm standing up and I'm talking to people, I'm probably going to have a harder time convincing a hundred people of what I'm trying to say. than if I sat down and had a conversation with two people and really was able to get down into it and get personal with them, you know, that's kind of the difference in it. And that's where these, um, these you know, these big names, you know, these political campaign managers and all this kind of stuff. That's where you hear these guys is because whenever they come up with ideas that swings entire States, it becomes, you know, it becomes a manual for the next person running behind them.
0: Yeah. Like, all right, this worked here, you know, all right, you know, we'll twist it, you know, or tweak it a little bit, you know, for, you know, what we need, but Hey, if it worked before or like, Hey, you know, these people voted this way for this person, like, you know, what if I align myself a little bit to, you know, how that person aligned themselves and, you know, I mean, history repeats itself, just, you know, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, as I sit here and look at the top of the list, so the, the top five um mm-hmm. voter weight States in the electoral college vote. Uh, number one, as we mentioned is Wyoming. They have three votes uh District of Columbia comes in second. They also have
0: three votes. You know, of course that's DC uh the capital uh there. What's their population? I, I I'm sorry to cut you off, but can, do you, they have the population listed with these high percent weight cuz I'd like to know I'm like all right, they all right, so they have three votes for 500,000 people.
1: So District of uh, Columbia has 705,000 in 2019. So, and of course, again, for anybody that doesn't know what District of Columbia is, that is the uh, the capital of the United States. It's not actually uh, within a state. It's kind of its own little thing. It's kind of got a Vatican feel to it. <laughs> um, yes. Then the number three in the popular in the uh, voter weight is Vermont. They also have three votes. Their voter weight is two point three nine percent. Population of Vermont is 623,989 votes, and that was of 2019. Moving on along, next would be Alaska. Alaska also has three votes, their voter weight total is 2.39%. I would really be surprised if Alaska is really not the smallest population. On here. Well, it's actually not 731, 545 in Alaska in 2019. And then rounding out the vote is actually Hawaii. And they do have four votes. So they have four votes in Hawaii, but they only have a 41% turnout for voting. So it is not a uh, it's not a big thing out there in Hawaii. Their population is 1.46 or excuse me 1.416 million. So they're right about the same size as Dallas in there. And then just uh, for reference, they rounding out in the top ten that also only have three votes. North Dakota, their voter weight 2.21. They have three electoral votes, as I said. South Dakota has three. Their voter weight two. Delaware, 1.72, Montana, 1.58. Then you get down to the bigger states in the union. Uh, Texas is actually the biggest state to be on the positive side of it. And they are at 1.07. So the voter the amount of weight your vote if and again most of our listeners here are in texas so your vote weight is 1.07 so somebody in montana has almost three times the amount of voter weight as you do just to keep that in mind not that we have anything against people in montana it's just the way the system is set up um california their voter weight 0.98 new york they have 0.97. And by the way, California, as I said, has 55 uh, electoral college members. New York has 29. Uh, New Jersey has 14.92. Of course, it's small in size, but it has a rather large population. Uh, and then rounding out the bottom five, Pennsylvania has 20 votes. Theirs is a 0.83 Virginia has 13 votes. There's a 0.83 as well. Colorado has nine electoral votes. Their total weight is 0.82. North Carolina with 15 votes, 0.8. And rounding out the list at the very bottom is Florida, 29 votes with a 0.78% weighted score on their vote. So somebody in Florida their vote is quite literally a full 3 times less
0: valuable than somebody in Wyoming that 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 is almost mind blowing when you put those numbers down on paper cuz so i mean effectively like if i was to win 8 out of the top 10 of these small like 2% you know less than a million population with three votes i mean i could you could get enough votes off of these smaller states that it would be the same equivalent as like winning the state of Texas. Correct. Like the entire, like if you were win the whole state, like now it makes more sense why, you know, yeah, focus your campaign there. And also, I mean, it's cost efficient. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not having to cover as many people. Like, you know, like we said, Dallas, 3.4 million. I, I mean, I lived in Houston for a while. So, I mean, you're talking about that this, all these states combined still have a population smaller than that of Houston. Right. One city in a, well, a single city in a state. So, it, it makes sense, but it also, I see, like, it, they're trying to be fair, but really, when effectively leverage, you're taking away from the majority population of this country, which, I mean, that's what we truly want is, you know, we want, you know, everyone to be fairly representative, or represented, and, you know, for what's best for the population of the country as a whole, it seems like you can zero, You can really focus down on these smaller communities. Not saying like you know they don't matter any at all or anything or they matter less, but I mean you're kind of ignoring the larger population of this country. Which I mean, I feel like that's what, ultimately what we want. Is you know, you you want the majority of the country that is you know have their fair vote on it but then as we can see with the way the system's set up i mean my vote i mean i can vote one way and then someone else in another state votes and their vote takes mine out and my neighbor's vote out
1: correct and you know um i I, i'm not trying to say anything or anything like that but you uh, couple of seconds ago, you said Dallas with 3.4. I, I knew what you meant. You meant 1.4 uh, million on it. But uh, the, the only reason I say that is because I'm actually sitting here looking at a map of the 2019 census estimates. So, again, the population of Wyoming, 578,000 and change, uh, just to keep in perspective of how how some states, now again, me and Mike talk about Texas because we are Texans by birth, uh, still live in Texas, both of us. Um, There are six cities in the state of Texas that have a larger population than all of Wyoming. Houston has 2.3 million, San Antonio has 1.5 million, Dallas, again, 1.4, Austin, 964,000, Fort Worth, 895,000, and El Paso at 682,000. So, six cities in the state of Texas are larger than the entire state of Wyoming, but their vote is, you know, 2.8 times what ours is here. And again, that's not uh, trying to say that, you know, Wyoming doesn't deserve a vote. Obviously, they do, but there needs to be. Um, there needs to be something, something different, something else figured out, uh, some kind of other way of figuring out how to level the playing fields because you really haven't leveled the playing fields. You've simply made some characters more powerful, <laughs> you know,
0: there needs to be at minimum, like a rebalancing of the scale. But yes, I mean, it's, it's a flawed system, which granted, I mean, you know, Hey, We're only human. Nothing's perfect. But also, I mean, how long have we been running this way? I mean, I I hate the old, you know, saying, you know, if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. Well, I mean, it's also there's nothing. I mean, it's broken. It is. I mean, there's a lot of aspects of our government's broken and it's not all going to get fixed overnight. It's all not going to get fixed next week. It's going to be over years. But I mean, we don't this is how those things start with the conversation like, when when do we start looking at like hey it's time to do something about this and bring it in you know this is two thousand this is twenty twenty.
1: All right, now it's time. Yes, no, I agree. I agree. Now, Mike, this is the last bit of the electoral college that we've got to got time to speak on tonight. Now, this is uh this is frustrating. So I'm gonna just bear with me here for a second i'm going to name off a list of states right here okay and i want to see if you can figure out what they have in common together okay So Alabama, Alaska, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, District of Columbia, obviously not a state, but you know what I'm talking, Florida, Hawaii, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Mississippi, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Mexico, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, South Carolina, Tennessee, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, Wisconsin, Wyoming. Can you... Think of any through line through all those states.
0: Uh,
1: it's really frustrating.
0: They sell cigarettes in all the states. <laughs> they sell gasoline.
1: Okay. Well, you might not have been able to count off how many of there were that quick. These are the good states, Mike. <laughs> These are the good guys. These are the states that are somewhat honorable within the electoral college system. Not really. We'll talk about that here in a second, but if you, If anybody's the good guy in the Electoral College, it's these states Uh, and you notice Texas wasn't on that list. So these 29 states have laws in place that are state laws that require the Electoral College to vote with the popular vote. They are required by law to do what their, you know, what their populace says that they should do. That leaves 21 states in our union, including the state that we live in where electors have the choice if they want to go with the people or if they want to go ahead and go rogue and make the decision for us because we are not adults apparently to them and we can't make our own decisions. So if it's not who they want in, they just go ahead and flip the ticket.
0: Wow. that's I, I, I'm surprised a lot more states haven't demanded that. Like that's, Barely, good over the half, good guys.
1: barely over half the states require that. I, and curious, here's the even more frustrating they, part about that. If they don't vote the correct way, now it could be counted as a miss. Um, as a miss and it's just not counted all together. And that's the best case scenario uh, in that situation. If they decide to not go with their popular vote, Uh, but usually it just is a misdemeanor and they get it like a thousand dollar fine. That's usually about what happens. And of course it is legal trouble. They do get a misdemeanor because they're not following the state law, but it's a misdemeanor with a thousand dollar fine to people who get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to listen to you and then decide to not do what you ask them to do.
0: So it's only like they get, you know, like all right, hey, you lose your job and everything. They could still do it and they're just going to get a misdemeanor and pay a fine.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Well, as a political candidate, like I mean, I'm pretty sure we can find a way to get this guy, you know, hey, don't worry about that. You know, we we'll, we'll cover your legal troubles. Like I pretty like, I got a lawyer buddy. He'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Like, it does, I mean, good for them to, for trying to do something. But I guess, though, it's kind of hard to enforce that unless it's on a federal level and a state and not just a state level. I mean, or unless, you know, hey, we'll put you in jail or, you know, something severe enough where it's like, yeah, this isn't worth doing. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And that pretty, pretty fun there. Yeah, I know. When I started really looking into it now, the last time that the the rogue agents really took off was actually uh, in the 2016 election. Uh, I'm not going to go through the politicians and what their ideal, excuse me, ideal. Ideologically decided to do it just because we simply don't have time for it today. Uh, but the last time it happened was there were actually some conservative Republicans that said that they didn't want Trump to um, to actually be there. President, you know, so they decided to go rogue on it. Uh, a couple of them broke the laws we said, and decided to not do what they did. Uh, the resulting factors and everything ended up being obviously, as we saw, that Donald Trump did win in a narrow victory over Hillary in the Electoral College after everything did shake out. So uh, that's that's what happened. That's what happened in 2016, obviously, with uh, as we said, with the election coming up it's uh this is this is what it means when you vote folks so uh again we are our votes do matter they do count our voices count Uh, especially if you're in those 29 states we mentioned above um really you know as i said it's not a real common thing for them to go rogue so it's um you know and if it is it's usually small numbers so your voice definitely still counts Uh, Here in, you know, here in the state of Texas and the other 21 states in the union that we're not included in that, unfortunately, you know, for us, it's a little bit different, you know, uh, especially with with our most of our political leaders in this state, especially having more of a conservative Republican style background. That's a it's a it's a real thing that happens in texas it is a very red state so um it's interesting the electoral college was never i always thought even when i was young i thought it was weird whenever we say you know we have the vote but then there's something called the electoral college and you know they win Uh, matter of fact i believe yeah it did happen with bush and uh, al gore and that's the first i had really heard of the electoral college and thought it was kind of weird, but you know, it's one of those things when you hear it when you're young and then it doesn't really matter to you again until you get, you know, get to be an old guy like I'm starting to get to be. So uh, I just thought it was interesting. Maybe we'll brush back on the subject later if there's more that I figure out that I think is worth talking about. But yeah, I think it's a, uh, it's a thing that not a lot of people really truly understand what it is, you know, they kind of gloss over it in, you know, in classes and education and that kind of thing. They, they give you a brief overview and kind of like, that's what I said at the beginning, whenever you told me, like you did well in school, you know what I mean? So I know that's something that you learned from school. And uh, like I said, that's what I knew until I really started digging in, looking at the, the weighted scores, all that kind of stuff. And again, if you want to see the weighted score, uh, it's at the conversation.com and that link is posted down in our, page notes. All right. Well, Mike, that is what I've got for you today on the Electoral College. Um, You know, as I said, this has been a rough, interesting week. Uh, We record on Sundays. I know they get to y'all on Thursdays, but we record on Sundays. So um, with what happened in Portland um, last night, again, it would be a couple of days ago when y'all are hearing this and then what happened with uh, going on in Kenosha, Wisconsin and all that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, man, I don't really, don't really have much of a bright spot for you today. So you got any kind of bright spots that you can
0: think of that comes to your mind? I only closing words I can uh, part with is do your research, verify anything anyone tries to tell you. Cause I say there's a lot of disinformation there's all kinds of things even being edited and changed and, people trying to spread with the, you know, gift of the internet, you know, information and disinformation is spread very easily. Just whenever someone tells you something, take it with a grain of salt and look into it yourself and, you know, see whether it's true, you know, is it verifiable? Uh, You know, is it scientific, you know, information like, or is this just an opinion? Like, but make sure, you know, you get the correct facts or, you know, Back up what you also have to say, if you have an opinion or something, you know have some cite some sources,
1: yeah, absolutely, and folks you know like obviously we're we talk about things and we're covering things, and we're you know trying to trying to give you an unbiased view and unbiased feelings and da 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 da, but realistically here's here's the thing that most. I mean, I guess I I consider us media simply because I, like I said, I have been in the media uh, over the last bit, you know, working in radio and things like that, which, of course, you know, isn't the big mainstream media or anything. But, um, but folks, I I encourage you to please question us. You know what I mean? I'm always willing. Uh, You can find, you know, you can find me online. You know, most of y'all that are listening right now know who I am. So come find me online. I'd be more than happy to point you to my sources. Uh, Obviously, we want to build that trust in you. You know what I mean? So we ask you to go check us, man. I'll, I'll always give you sources. I'll always give you places of what I'm looking for. Uh, I read out things, you know what I mean? I read things word for word. Obviously, like I've said, I'll I'll leave it all out for you. Uh, We don't, you know, we obviously want you to listen to us and kind of take some of the things we're saying and listen. But then go check it for yourself. Please do that. You know, I encourage you to go do that. Uh, We want. We want you to have your own informed opinion. You know, me and Mike, we're never going to be the ones that are going to try and tell you how to feel about a particular thing. Now, we're going to give our opinion on it the certain way that we think about it. You know, we're going to present you with what facts we can and things like that whenever they're you know, they're there and they're available and I'll give you facts from both sides. I really don't care. The The thing to me is that everybody, what me and Mike really wanted to do when we started this project is that We want people to be able to think critically for themselves. We want people to be able to look at something and say, "Okay, well, what's what's real and what's legit?" You know, or what's not legit. Let's uh, let's think about who these places are being funded by. Let's think about um, what these kind of guys do in the past. What they what they show their support with, who they're helping out, who they show up to, you know, those are, those are all real, real things. So, uh, always check your sources again, we're a source. So always check all of your sources, including us. And, uh, if there's ever anything you want to talk about, if there's ever something you feel we misrepresented, we're always more than happy to, again, my email, uh, Taylor or, um, bro, Taylor at gmail.com. Again, KofiBroTaylor at Gmail More than happy to have that discussion with you and uh, just kind of kind of go from there.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Think for yourselves. Uh, that's a big thing I'm a big supporter of. Is you know instead of just t- hearing imp- hearing someone tell you something or reading a single piece of information, just you know a simple you know clip out of a- off a video or something, and then just people take that in. Holy! and then they regurgitate it out and but they don't have any information or anything to back up their claim and you know when people question it they don't have any solid answers like take the information check it digest it and inform your own opinion whether you know and i mean i don't expect everyone to agree with us and also opinions change Mm -hmm. Uh, information change you know what we know now like you know the facts about a situation or something of what we know now we're going off of you know what we simply have right now things can change You know, new information can be revealed later in the future and you know you might say well hey y'all said this here and then you know three months later you said something different well the facts the situation changed the facts changed you know players involved changed or you know right it's not predictable.
1: So if you feel there's something we're wrong about, uh, please send it to us. But you've also got to understand that if you're uh, sending us something that is, you know, uh, shit, I don't care. I'll call them out. If you're sending me something from Alex Jones, Ben Shapiro, uh, Rush Limbaugh, uh, these kind of super right wing think tank kind of people, uh, I'll listen to it. I'll do whatever to have the conversation with you. But um i would encourage you to look for other uh other places you know what i mean same with like the uh, young turks if you send me something from the young turks uh, i'm probably not gonna you know i'm not gonna take it from face value uh same with like vice news i'm probably not gonna take it at face value i'll have to do my own research on that as well so uh don't think it's just one way so if it's a uh, if there's an ag- if this there's a stated agenda within that news organization to say what they're going to do uh, and who they you know support and all that kind of stuff if they come out and specifically say demo- or certain leaders that they're supporting and this and that da, 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 uh that that's not the news source for you that's an opinion factory that's not a news source so uh i would say reuters is great AP is great. Uh if you know any other great news sources that are truly, you know, an unbiased source, would be more than happy to hear from those as well, but uh again, if you want to have a conversation, we can have a conversation, but um please don't if you hear something and you think it's really worth talking about and it's from again Alex Jones, Ben Shapiro, these kind of folks, the Hodge twins, whatever, um that's fine, but just know that it's we're going to probably go back and forth on it. You're not going to be able to uh use those people as sources to me to change my mind and that's just kind of how it is.
0: Yes sir. It's better I'm always uh you know me. I'm a stone cold hard facts and numbers guy. Numbers can't lie. Well, they can. Well, people can make them lie, but truth always come out. Right.
1: Right. Yeah, you're maybe the most analytical person I know. So absolutely. All right. Well, uh, Mike, it is well past midnight my time here. I got to be at work in the morning doing uh, some other stuff around. So I've got to get out of here. But again, thank you all so much for being here. Uh, we're going to co-fifi it up again next week. So make sure you don't miss it. Mike, any final parting words from you, sir? It's been our pleasure. It's been our pleasure. All right, y'all have a good rest of your week and a better weekend. We'll talk to you later.